How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. All right, uh, we're going to flip it to, well, Calvin Ridley came from the NFC South. We'll stay there in the NFC South, and we'll talk about the Saints here. Obviously, the big storyline for them is the fact that they signed Derek Carr. Uh, a no-trade clause again for Derek Carr. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. No-trade clause again. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, you know, Derek Carr. And, and, you know, I don't mean to, you know, I'm not trying to bag on Carr or anything, but it's like, it's not like he's an elite player, you know, but he's certainly gotten elite treatment uh, with his contracts, which I think has been... Yeah. Uh, good for him. Good for him to finesse that man. Four years, one fifty, uh, more like a two-year deal, two or three-year deal, uh, for the Saints. But I, I think a, a very reasonable deal for the Saints. I think it's a good deal for Derek Carr. But again, that no trade clause again, man. He gets to basically dictate where he goes uh, at the end of this contract if he decides to do that again. Anyways, um, how would you feel does- about the the Saints? Like, how would you feel though about just on the car thing? You know, because I know we talked about it before on the show, like, you know, the NFC South and all. I think we both really liked Carr as a fit here. And, you know, some people have feelings about this is a bad team building move. Like the Saints need to start over. They need to rebuild. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, you're really going to blow this entire thing up? Like, and and, like they've been kicking this roster. They've been kicking (laughs) the can down the road on this (laughs) roster for so long, maxing out their credit card bills for so long. Their right. their tax guy gets their papers here in a couple weeks, and they uh, it's a it's a nightmare. The the tax forms for the New Orleans Saints. Like, are you really just gonna you're gonna you're just gonna it's a, it's over? Like you traded up for Chris Olave, and now you're just gonna stop trying trying? You know, like I think it was an imperfect solution. It was kind of a perfect solution for an imperfect team, basically, because Carr is gonna give you what, what definitely top fifteen quarterback play. And he's easily the best quarterback in the division. I don't know. What did you feel about the, their decision to actually just go ahead and make this move? Well, they can still win the division. I mean, the division's so weak. Uh, they can oh, they yeah, can just go easily. out there and win the division. Uh, so, um, so again, I, I think it's I think it's a good move for them. They have an aging roster. I don't even think they've got pieces to move unless it's on the defensive side of the football or on the offensive line, which I don't think they want to do. Right. So they could yeah. move some pieces on the defensive side. Uh, Cam Jordan, I think, obviously would, would garner a lot of interest. Um, but again, it's an aging offensive roster. I mean, even guys like Alvin Kamara, first of all, what's his status offensively? Yeah, we, yeah, we don't even know. We don't know. Uh, maybe a suspension might be coming. I don't know. Right. But even he is, 
I hate to say, cause I think he's like what, 28 years old or whatever, but he's certainly, you know, uh, he's like in his prime, like right now, right now, but didn't have a very years, good year last year. Uh, he didn't have a great year last year, but I, I think that's the offensive play calling for me, for me. I, I'm, I'm not sure why Alvin Kamara, you're trying to jam him inside and, and have him be a between the tackles runner. To me, that doesn't matter. Why are you not throwing the ball to one of the David best Johnson pass catching? On passing downs. Like, why? Why are we doing this, Saints? I don't. I don't know. It's, he's literally one of your best offensive players. You're putting him in a position where he cannot succeed. So I don't understand. Anyways, <clears throat> neither here nor there. But he's got. You know, let's say he's got two years left as a prime time player. Okay. Well, that lines up with Derek Carr. Does it not? Uh, again, Jarvis Landry is there. Michael Thomas is there, who we'll get to in just a moment. But they also have an emerging superstar in Chris Olave. I think there may be a couple offensive, maybe one offensive lineman away from really securing uh, that offense. And actually, to be honest with you, Matt, I actually think if Derek Carr is a top 15 to top 12 quarterback, this team's not that far away offensively from actually being, mm-hmm. I don't want to say a championship team because they're not there. They're not, they're just not there, but certainly an interesting team, a playoff team. Uh, and again, not just because they're playing in the NFC South, but like a legitimate NFC playoff team. Well, you just look across the NFC. Like I think Rogers is probably not playing for green Bay this year. Just the amount right. of quarterback questions in the NFC. I don't mind. Um, these teams like the Giants or or the Saints saying like, hey, let's try to just push this in the next two years. Like we'll pay. Normally, I don't love paying for competency at quarterback, but um, these two, te- you know, just these two teams have done it. And, and the Seahawks, too, with Geno Smith, although I think yep. Geno was better than both of those guys last year, for sure, um, especially early on in the season. Like, let's just pay for competency, try to build up the rest of the roster and just go for it. Like, because the NFC is so watered down right now, I kind of can understand that calculus at this point. And with Carr specifically, like, I know that there are some people, especially, you know, stat dorks and fantasy heads and and will immediately point to like, well, but look at Andy Dalton and all of these metrics last year. He played really well. He was like a PFF grade darling, you know, he was really good. In a bunch of <laughs> he like, really was a bunch of advanced. <laughs> really and he was really good at a bunch of, a, bu- a bunch of advanced metrics. I would yeah. counter that by saying one, watch probably because he was throwing to it. Well, yeah, for <laughs> obviously first of all, watch the games, well, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, the first of all, he was, <laughs> we'll talk about it here in a second, but he was throwing to a guy who was almost always open in Chris Olave. We'll talk about him in a second. And number right. two, that probably helps your, your PFF grade and all that stuff. And two, if Andy Dalton was quarterback 25 in any of those metrics next year, would you be surprised at all? No, I think with Derek Carr, <laughs> right. you're paying for Correct. like a little bit more certainty than Andy Dalton on the back nine of his career. There's a there's a familiarity there with the head coach. So right. yeah, Andy Dalton was good. Like that's why I'm because Andy Dalton was good last year, f- functional last year, I should say. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, hey, let's slow roll. NFL. Let's slow roll and good. He, he was, I mean, remember uh, our late great friend, Chris Wessling always had the Dalton scale. I think he was he perfectly he was, Dalton yeah. scale last year. He go. was the prime meridian of NFL quarterbacks last year was Andy Dalton. So because that's why I'm not going to go out and say like, Oh, this is a massive upgrade for like fantasy for like Chris Olave. But again, it's just paying for certainty. I think a little bit. Yeah. I, you're right. You're hundred percent right in, in that Andy Dalton at any point could just fall apart. You know what I mean? Um, especially with his age right now, but okay, let's get right into it. Chris Olave, 
Um, I feel like having read a lot of your stuff before, this is a player that you are extremely, extremely excited about. Am I, am I correct in saying that? Love this guy. Uh, (laughs) There it is. Um, There it is. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's awesome. Uh, And, you know, this is a player that in last year's draft class, reception perception really showed that he was a a dude, that he was a guy, he was a dog, right? Like he was someone that I think, you know, in different circles was doubted a little bit because he was teammates with Garrett Wilson. He was teammates with Jackson Mm -hmm. Smith and Jigba. He was, he was a dreaded, you know, he wasn't an early declare that that's a, a big red flag and stuff like that, but you just watched him play and this was reflected in reception perception. He was a stone cold stud. I mean, a route runner that you just don't see at the college level. So advanced, such a good technician and could also lift the lid. Like he could take the top off a defense too. And all of that translated immediately. I mean, again, for, for people that are not are new to the website, even, even uh, old subscribers too, this is a new thing I'm doing this year that like, because this free agent class is so boring and like, I'm not trying to say, Hey, we just dropped a bunch of content. Here's a, you know, check out Paris Campbell, McCole Hardman, Darius Slayton. It's like, okay, well, if a quarterback change happens like this car thing, let's throw up the Chris Olave profile. So it's up on the site right now. And it's right. awesome. I mean, he was, he's a guy that wins at all three levels of the field. Um, yeah, it, I mean, just an incredible rookie season. We know that 75.8% success rate versus man coverage, 77.5% success rate versus press that's you know that's stud level stuff that's that's the stuff right. that like when you see guys being you know over that 80th percentile in both of the you know success rate versus press and success rate versus man and also can beat zone coverage at an above 80 percent rate you know those are your terry mclaurin types those are your um you know obviously he if he continues to grow he could be like a stefan Diggs type that was a player i comped him to based Whoa. on reception perception I love, I mean, I love this guy, dude. He's, he's so good. I still feel, I still feel like he's a little bit underrated just in terms of uh, how good he is. You know, he didn't really get Oh, for sure he is, dude. I I mean, don't you think? I'm I'm not being crazy, am I? No, no, no. You're a hundred percent right. We, we actually talked about this um, on the show a little bit because uh, he's so good. He's so productive right out the gates. And it's like, we didn't see a lot of headlines regarding Chris Olave. Um, and in my theory is that we just didn't see a lot of, well, first of all, I didn't have a lot of touchdowns. Right. So like that's one. Four, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, and the other one is I, I just, what, what is like that signature catch that Olave yeah. had? I don't think he had a lot of those. Oh, wow. Moments, you know, like George Pickens is on the literal opposite end of the spectrum. You know, it's like, <laughs> yes, didn't yes. make a lot of plays. But when he made plays, like like half of them were like, oh, my God, like, geez, what a catch uh, from Pickens, right? And I think Olave fits more into that just like, dude, the guy's just so open. He doesn't have to make those catches, if that makes any sense. Yes. Uh, and, I, and I think that kind of sort of, you're right, like, why didn't he get more love for like, you know, you know, AP rookie of the year or whatever it was, he probably should have. Right. So like, um, yeah. he was so productive for God's sakes. I mean, the dude had over a thousand yards as a rookie. I mean, come on, dude. Like the guy was amazing. Yeah. He was great. And he was cons- pretty consistent throughout the entire season too. And, and again, we're talking about him, I think elevating Andy Dalton to be like PFF sixth best quarterback or whatever it is. So right. I think, I think Andy Dalton knows a lot of that PFF cred to, to Chris Olave always being open. <laughs> Another thing I think go. people don't, 
don't appreciate about Olave, and, and they're right about this, is you know he's got a lot of flack for not being a yak receiver in college. He's not a yak receiver in the pros, and and you're right; those are the type of plays, not even just catches, but like you know Debo Samuel gets a slant and houses it for 57 yards, and people Jalen you know, Waddle yeah. go 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 crazy, right? And I get it because that stuff's super impressive, and that's part of playing wide receiver. Chris Olave was brought down on first contact on 82.4 percent of his in space attempts in mm. reception perception. That is not his game but look at his route tree he ran a slant this is by the way bonkers stuff he ran a slant on 7.4 percent of his routes in reception perception and he's still getting open at that insane rate that like he's not running these little mickey mouse routes and then like oh let me break two tackles to get 14 yards he's running a dig route getting wide ass open he's got 14 yards at the catch Mm. point so it's different styles of wide receivers again like What's more impressive, the guy catches a little Mickey Mouse route and breaks two tackles and runs for 14 yards, or the guy has you know, pristine, perfect technique, beats press coverage, man coverage, zone coverage, whatever it is, runs the dig route and catches 14 or an out route, 14 yards right there. The quarterback has a wide open window to throw it. I, I would argue that there are just two ways to do it, but that technique is so impressive, and that's what makes Olave a great player. And I think you know, the throws that Derek Carr and uh, Devontae Adams were so in sync on last year, you know, we Adams had his highest yards per catch of his entire career last year with Carr. Those dig routes, those out routes, those intermediate routes, I think that's going to be a big, big part of this connection going forward. Right. So to your point, uh, nearly 40% of his routes were corner nine or post, right? So we're talking about going long. Uh, this is, that is in today's NFL. When you're talking about number one wide receiver, that is pretty nuts. You know what I mean? Like that's more, that's more reserved for like specialty dudes, you know, like specialty over the top Mm -hmm. guys, but that's not what Olave was. (laughs) Like Olave is like a legitimate number one running 37% over the top. Guys that do that then don't have like a 75% success rate versus man coverage that right. I would, I would, I mean, I don't, I don't know that a lot of, guys in rp history have route trees like this but i would venture to if i went back and looked like guys that are running 40 percent downfield routes i would venture that he's probably the only one that has a success rate this high wow. that's just wow. bonkers stuff yeah it's craziness to me okay so you bring up the stefan dix comp uh, also, when you look at his route tree, by the way, uh, to see a, his full route tree, obviously go to the website, receptionperception.com. Uh, but to see his full route tree, it's almost all green. <laughs> Matt, uh, again, I, I've gone through a lot of your stuff. Can you remember a rookie that was like this? Like, he has been crazy successful almost an entirely green route tree as a rookie. There are not that many examples of this uh, through the hundreds of guys that you've charted. Yeah. I'd I'd have to, I'd have to maybe go back to like um, Odo Beckham's rookie year. You know uh, that obviously was in 2014. That is long before I wasn't even doing color coded charts back in, in reception. (laughs) So I maybe have to go back to that. Um, That, that, that's definitely a contender for maybe a full green rookie route tree. Cause he literally still ha- Beckham still has the third best uh, success rate versus man coverage score in reception perception history from that rookie year. Uh, number wow. one, st- he still holds, which is just insane. It's yeah, insane. It's he still holds the record for success rate versus press coverage from that rookie year. You know, those, that, that might be the closest one. 
um justin jefferson's rookie year i'd have right. to look at that one but th- that that actually is probably the closest yeah I, i'm i'm going and looking at it right now justin jefferson's 2020 profile on our website receptionperception.com he uh has a he's got two red routes out route flat route just struggling turning left i guess but uh yeah no just <laughs> jefferson i think okay um although you're not gonna obviously run an out route from the other side of the field i get it i'm, I'm just making a joke there but yeah, yeah. no uh, he, that was probably the closest one in terms of a rookie season that's comparable um his his success rates are better his success rate versus press is higher 96 percentile for um justin jefferson's success rate versus press there but yeah, that's probably the closest one, like to an all green route tree um, that we've got there. It'd be Olave and Jefferson in terms of like recent RP history. The reason that's so impressive and the reason I bring it up, it's that most receivers that we talk about, um, they have roles, right? Uh, they have they they have certain tools, they have certain skills, they have certain physical attributes that allow them to do well in certain roles. It's very rare to see a player uh, do well everywhere. Those are the kind of players that are what we would call special players. Chris Olave, mm-hmm. as a rookie, showing me green almost everywhere. Again, right out the jump. I don't know, man. There, there is something. There is something interesting about that. Um, and I, I, I know you're excited about it, but I, I'm certainly interested to see what year two will bring. Uh, for Chris Olave. Can we flip it to the other side? Now, uh, a player that is well beyond his rookie year and well beyond his prime of his career, uh, it's his running mate, Michael Thomas. Just a three-game sample here uh, in 2022. But boy, it's not looking great uh, for the once great Michael Thomas. (laughs) Funny, Michael Thomas, you know, uh, he was a guy that we did in in in-season tracking profile on this year yeah um and so when i was like you know what he might get cut uh i'll probably put a profile up on him just in case he gets cut and added this free agent group i was like all right well i got three games from 2022 how many do more do- oh don't need to add anymore that's it <laughs> he's done he's done <laughs> he's done right. he's, he's done, done at three games so hold on yeah okay. to be fair yeah to be fair three games is such a small sample you know, normal reception perception samples are eight games. I mentioned, like, let's right. have a caveat for Calvin Ridley earlier in the show on five games. Three is nothing. But in those three games, I definitely think we saw a declining player. Like, to be to be fair for Michael Thomas, like, I just mentioned Odell Beckham was up there in the third best success rate versus man coverage score of all time. Number two is actually Michael Thomas in 2018, wow. the year prior to his record-breaking campaign. You know, this is wow, a guy wow. like 89%. He was uh, one. He was sixth best in success rate versus zone coverage all time. Like, this was one of the best separators that we've seen play recently. 2022? a year and a half basically away from football, a full year away, a two, 2020 was even an injury wrecked season. Right. Not so much. Now he's like 34th percentile success rate versus man, 17th percentile success rate versus zone. Still pretty good uh, press coverage scores. And he was running like more downfield routes, only 15.5% slant route rate in 2022, hmm. but um, still could get open on those slant routes, the flat routes, but yeah, pretty much anything in that like intermediate area, he was really just more of a contested catch threat, which is, I to be fair, 
Uh, he was a really great contested catch receiver. He saw a contested target on 39% of his looks from weeks one to three and caught 88.9% of those targets. So that's wild, which is that's wild, which is that's, wild. That's yeah. good. <laughs> that is so good. And remember, remember like him in the first three weeks of the season winning with Jameis Winston on like red zone plays uh, a lot yep. in those like scoring areas. He was, he was good in that area. So I think for Michael Thomas, um, I'm not ready to say he's like totally cooked. Although again, he was hurt again last year. Who knows? I think if the saints keep him around, he, it will be because they want him as a complimentary player, a guy to win in the red zone, a guy to almost be sort of like what people thought Michael Thomas was going to be coming into the, into the pro in the pro game, short routes, slant flat, uh, contested plays, maybe some more big slot stuff. Cause really right now they have Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid, who I liked the flashes from Shahid yeah. in his reception yeah, yeah. perception sample, Same. but those are small guys. Olave's skinny. Shahid's tiny. Thomas would, I think, give them a little more size if they decided to keep him around. I'm so interested in Shahid, man. I, I just, I watched this yeah, guy dude, play. And he just makes good. plays, dude. I like this dude. Um, you know, and, and you talk about the route running ability of, of Michael Thomas as well. Obviously, did not flash that in 2022. By the way, the guy's only played 10 games amassed over his last three seasons combined. He played seven games in 2020, missed all of 2021, and then played three games um, in uh, 2022. So, look, obviously injuries have, have sapped him. But the knowledge up top, the knowledge in his brain, uh, that I think he could impart on some of these younger guys too. I don't know if he's that kind of teammate. I don't know if he is or not, uh, but if he is certainly, uh, he could impart some knowledge on some of these younger dudes too. And boy, that, that would be really, uh, helpful. I think for some of these younger up and coming wide receivers, they've got in saints uniforms for sure. Uh, listen, there's a full on data drop on receptionperception.com. I want you to go check it out. There's a ton of players, uh, that have been updated and uploaded to the site. By the way, we are very close. We're inching our way towards a total site redesign. Um, and it's kind of sort of, we're soft launching that pretty soon here. I want to say in the next, uh, in the next week or two, uh, we should hopefully see uh, some movement there, but uh, that's pretty exciting stuff, obviously. But again, um, we, we hit on some guys here, but listen, there is a bunch more on the website and we're going to be getting into that in next week's podcast as well, where Matt, I, I would imagine is also going to have some combine takes and, uh, and, and some of these incoming rookie dudes uh, will have some data on them as well. And we'll pick, of course, Matt's brain on all those guys. Can they run a little bit faster for me, though? That would be that would be nice. Uh, these, oh, these I'm guys. sure you were just like, this is <laughs> oh, your man, worst these guys combine are slow. ever. Oh, man, these guys are slow. The yeah. running backs are running faster than these wide receivers, man. Like, what's going on here? I don't get it. Um, anyway, Smith and Jigba just like, I'm not running a 40. No thanks, James <laughs> Coe. So, yeah. <laughs> Tough I mean, stuff. how am I supposed to base my takes on, on a non 40 wide receiver? Like what's happening? I can't do it. Uh, but no, <laughs> um, <laughs> we have a uh, but no, we do have a website for that, uh, by the way, receptionperception.com. But yeah, we're going to get into some of those combine takes, uh, get into, uh, obviously news of the day and, and some more of these, uh, guys that we've charted, uh, as well on next week's episode. But if you guys would like and subscribe to the show, that would be very much appreciated for Matt Harmon. I'm James Coe. See ya. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.